Dante is a really smart guy. Ladies love Dante. Look at that face. Dante Greco. Dante was me, yours truly. I'm gonna come. Friends, Romans, countrymen, welcome to the Dante Greco Show. It's Wednesday. Right? I do Monday, I do Wednesday, I do Friday. Anything outside of that is uh, gratis. So, that was Donald Trump, by the way, saying he was going to come. We don't know, though, if he's going to come to New York to be indicted, to be arrested. The indictment has been canceled for the day. Sounds like Alvin Bragg's case may be a little bit uh, troubled. So, we'll see. We're going to be monitoring that situation. But not really going to talk about that too much on today's show. We already talked about it last time. Watch that video if you please. Today we're going to talk about Gwyneth Paltrow. People think she looks like Jeffrey Dahmer at her trial. We're going to talk about Takashi 69 getting his ass beat while wearing short, short, short shorts in an LA fitness. Uh, Buster Murdaugh might be in trouble. His friend who was killed or who died is uh, now they're saying he was killed. It was a homicide. Stephen Smith, not to be confused with Stephen A. Smith from ESPN. Uh, Stephen Smith, a gay man who died in South Carolina. Homicide. The Murdaws are involved, so you know it's going to get messy. Uh, Tom Cruise has nothing to do with his daughter, apparently. We don't know why. We don't want to get sued, so we're not going to speculate too much. But, uh, you know, maybe he thinks of her as an SP, suppressive person in Scientology lingo. And, of course, Giselle Bunchin saying that it's not just the football that ended her marriage to Tom Brady. So, with that said, we're going to get started, as I mentioned before, Gwyneth Dahmer showing up to court. Many people have pointed out this is like the whitest, richest court case you could possibly imagine. It's a ski hit and run she allegedly skied into a guy, knocked him down, skied off. Now he has brain damage and uh, other issues. Apparently, he can't enjoy wine tastings, according to his lawyers. Gwyneth Paltrow, ski crash victim, can't enjoy wine tastings due to injuries, expert says. He suffered such a blow that he can no longer do the things he enjoys. That also includes spending time with loved ones. The man was a doctor that Gwyneth hit. Uh, Dr. Terry Sanderson, 76, showed signs of traumatic brain damage that altered his behavior after Paltrow, 50, allegedly ran into him on a ski slope at the Deer Valley Resort in Utah on February 26, 2016. Wow, this is a long time ago. This is pre-Trump administration. This is a different world that this happened in. Remember how right, right when Trump got into uh, the, the race, all this crazy stuff started happening, like the Cubs won after 100 years, and Tom Brady's uh, Fal uh, Patriots came back against the Fal Falcons. The Cavs came back from the 3-1 and one deficit against the Warriors. Like all this insane stuff, like a, a rip was opened up in the space-time continuum, and all this crazy shit just flowed on through. So... This is this predates that. Uh, Terry had been a high-functioning, active person. Every day he was doing lots of things, meeting groups, wine tasting, skiing, volunteering. Of course, you got to add volunteering. Everyone's you, you want to sound like you're a good person, you volunteer. 
For what? I don't know. After the accident, he deteriorated abruptly in many of the activities he loved to do. He stopped doing. I mean, listen, that does sound awful. You can't enjoy wine tastings anymore when you're a, a wealthy doctor. That's what you do. You go ski. That's your life. We're not here to denigrate the wealthy. We cheer success. This is a capitalist show. But, you know, it, it, I mean, not mud, but that that's objectively horrible because like you worked your whole life you went to medical school you earned your doctorate you have a practice you make a lot of money one of the great joys in life is the taste of wine and now you can't enjoy it they should lock her up this should go beyond a civil case good wine too good wine we're not talking about pavilions wine we're talking about good wine from a vineyard anyways this is her on trial you know she's hating it this is the doctor dr sanderson he still looks good looks good handsome older man maybe i'll look like that someday when i'm older um but yeah she showed up to court and everyone said Dahmer. Dahmer, i hardly know her uh Gwyneth Paltrow gets roasted for her serial killer look on social media amid her ski trial. She wore the large glasses along with a cream-colored knit sweater and tweed harem pants during the opening day of a trial in Utah. Jeffrey Dahmer's glasses, a commenter posted in response to a news article showing Gwyneth wearing the glasses. Yeah, she does look like it. She's literally going for the Dahmer look at this ski accident trial. What the F? Not very on brand for Goop. Actually, I think it is very on brand for Goop. If I do say so myself, if there is one person in Hollywood who has probably added human flesh to their diet, it's Gwyneth Paltrow. You know, she's into all that weird stud, new agey elixirs and all that stuff that she sells on her website. She just hasn't gone public with it. You saw the video of her talking about she eats bone broth. What kind of a bone do you think she's talking about? She's talking about a human femur from some unfortunate pool boy in Brentwood. If there's anyone in Hollywood, liberal coastal elite Hollywood, who I believe would eat a baby for its adrenochrome, it would be Gwyneth Paltrow under the guise of health and wellness. Goop. Goop is the sound you make when you take a bite of someone's thigh. You go, goop. So she looks like Dahmer, probably thinks like Dahmer. Um, and she's getting roasted for it on social media. I think she ditched the glasses. That was the opening day of the trial. But I think she ditched the glasses after she got that kind of backlash. I mean, even Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't want to be compared to Jeffrey Dahmer. It's bad publicity. But uh, it is funny because she does have that serial killer thing to her. Let's watch that video real quick where she's talking about her bone broth and her health and wellness and everything she's up to. Yes, it's very important. Very, very important. 
Um, I have bone broth for lunch a lot of the days. Try to do one hour of movement. So I'll either take a walk or I'll do Pilates or I'll do my Tracy Anderson. And then I get in the sauna. I drive rush and I get in the sauna. So I do my infrared sauna for 30 minutes. And then we can all do this, by the way. I mean, you know, it's your fault if you're not living like Gwyneth. For dinner, I try to get in your infrared sauna and dry brush. Eat, you know, according to paleo. So lots of vegetables. Look at this asshole. You have to look like this guy in order to get through her door. She is not going to take anyone seriously. Like if I walked in there, if you walked in there, she's not going to be like giving her secrets. You got to dress up in your knitted sweater that you bought at the farmer's market. And you have to talk the talk. Oh, bone broth. Yes, bone broth. Well, it's really important for me to support my detox. Her whole life is about her detox. Like, is there anything else going on in her life other than a detox? It's like people that are in therapy for like 50 years. Like at some point, you got to go into the world and start doing something with it. You've been 15, 20 years of detox. What else can you do? She got one Oscar because of Harvey Weinstein greasing the wheels. It was a travesty. It was the year that uh, Saving Private Ryan lost. That was an insult to America. Your wellness routine look like now? I eat dinner. Oh, tell us about your wellness routine. I hate wellness influencers. Just shut the f up, all of you. Yes, it's health and wellness is important. Yes, we have to look beyond the traditions of Western medicine for uh, more complex solutions to our health problems. But you don't have to dress up like this with a mustache and you're just hair. You just rolled out of bed. Thinking about wellness before I pick up my phone, before I check social media, I center myself. Gwyneth takes a bite of a baby's arm. It's routine look like before. now. I eat dinner early in the evening. I do a nice intermittent fast. I usually eat something about 12. Mm -hmm. um, and in the morning, I'll have some things that won't spike my blood sugar, right? So I, I have coffee, but I really like soup for lunch. Um, I have bone broth for lunch a lot of the day. Broth, femur, collarbone, human brain. Natalie, how you doing? Thank you for joining us, as always. Um, Gwyn, Gwyn, Gwyn. And she responded to the backlash. People, of course, had backlash about that. Let's see what she said. Hi. Hey. Um, Okay, so let's jump into this. So I think it's important for everybody to know that I was doing a podcast with my doctor. So this is a person that I've been working with. Oh, that was her doctor. <laughs> for over two years now um, to deal with some chronic stuff. And I have long COVID. So I have been, and the way it manifests for me. Is it crazy for me to not believe that she has long COVID? Having long COVID is a trendy Hollywood thing because, you know, Hollywood loves COVID. Hollywood loves the idea of masks and COVID and boosters and just the never ending. COVID. As, as comedian Tim Dillon said, COVID is QAnon for liberals. I have long COVID. Of course, you do. everybody's getting long COVID. It's great. Oh, did you hear Gwyneth has long COVID? Oh, my God. Poor girl. For me is very high levels of inflammation over time. So I've been working with Dr. Cole to really focus on foods that aren't inflammatory, right? So 
lots of vegetables, cooked vegetables, all kinds of protein, healthy carbs to really lower inflammation and human meat. Um, it's been working really well. This is, you know, based on my medical results, um, extensive testing that I've done over. So just to finish, you know, this was a, this was a transparent look at a conversation between me and my doctors. She loves those Dahmer glasses. She, she's going for it. That is hilarious. Like she didn't even think it's like, it's like kind of like when, uh, Michael Jordan had that Hitler mustache 10 or so years ago in the Haynes commercials. And everyone was like, Jordan's got a Hitler mustache, but no one wanted to tell him. Like he knew no one was going to be like, Michael, you're being anti-Semitic with a Hitler mustache. He knew he could just get away with it. She thinks, oh, I'm just Dahmer. Yeah. Stylish. I could look like Dahmer. No one's going to say anything. I'm Gwyneth Paltrow, Hollywood royalty. Whatever. Let's get back to that article. So. Yeah, we'll see what happens with her trial, though. The guy wants what? He wants... Um, it is. Uh, he's seeking hundreds of thousands of dollars. $300,000 over hit and run. That sounds low to me. Honestly, that makes me question how serious of an issue this was. And I know it shouldn't because the reverse is if he was asking for a hundred million dollars, you'd be like, Oh, please. You can't go to a wine tasting. You need a hundred mil for that. 300,000 is low. It's almost like he's just like angry. Like he just wants to get her something. Uh, they're going to be calling four witnesses on Wednesday. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Witness Wendell Gibby returned to the stand following a lunch break after testifying that Sanderson, 76, showed typical hallmarks of a traumatic brain injury and deteriorated abruptly following the incident. Under cross-examination by Paltrow's attorney, however, the doctor admitted there was no proof the abnormalities in his functional MRI were caused by the ski accident. Well, so she might skate or ski. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Well, anyways, look, this is uh, wealthy people fighting each other in court over brain injuries. And uh, we wish her the best. I hope that she comes to court continuing to dress like a different serial killer. Dennis Rader. Koberger is hot right now. Come in with a, like, you know, Koberger eyes or, um, you know, son of Sam. She could do a little David Berkowitz look. Do it. Do it all. All right. That's Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyn, Gwyn, Gwyn. Uh, uh, what do we want to do next? All right. You know what? Since we're on this killer case thing, let's skip right over into Alex Murdaugh or Buster Murdaugh. Excuse me. Son of Alex Murdaugh. Murder Murdaugh. Who's in jail? Going to be for life. Whether it's uh, the appeal. You know, I don't know if he's going to. I know he's appealing, but the appeal was pretty weak. If I recall, the appeal was basically like, we don't like that he got convicted, so we want to fight it with no real grounds. And if it's not that, it's the legal crimes that are going to get him. But Stephen Smith, 
friend of his son, surviving son, Buster Murdoch, the son that was not murdered by Alex, uh, was a gay man who died under mysterious circumstances in South Carolina back in 2015, prior to the uh, Gwyneth Paltrow ski run-in, by the way. He didn't live to see that. And um, it was always, you know, ruled an accident or something. And, and now, though, they ruled it after exhuming him. They, um, oh, wait, wait, they did exhume him or what? All I know is I read that they have ruled it a homicide. And so Buster Murdoch has got to be shitting his pants. All right, this is from the Daily Mail. If Buster Murdoch was involved in his classmate's suspicious death, could it lifer Alex Murdoch take the rap to save his son? Dailymail.com explores the homicide ruling. So... Buster has denied rumors that he was linked to the 19-year-old's death in 2015. The rumors were also that uh, he was in a homosexual relationship with Stephen Smith, who was gay. Although Stephen Smith's mother says that Buster Murdoch would not have been his type. Smith was found dead in the middle of the road near the Murdaugh's home in 2015 with several injuries investigators say were not consistent with a road traffic accident. That's right. It was a, like a hit and run. Buster, the sole surviving son of the disgraced legal scion, was named in several police reports at the time as having a relationship with Stephen, who was gay. Several police reports. Okay, so there might be something to that. All three of the men in the Murdoch family, Buster, Alex, and Paul, have now been accused of having a hand in the death of someone in their hometown of Colleton County. Someone, when they say someone, are they saying like there's multiple people? Like this family is just like, son, you got to kill somebody or you got to at least have a hand in killing somebody or you're not going to make me proud. Go out and find a victim. Or was it all about Stephen Smith? In this family, we kill. In this family, we kill. I've actually never really heard Alex Murdoch speak, but I imagine he speaks like a typical Southern lawyer. Son, you're 18 years old, and you have not had your hands in the death of anybody. Do you despise me and all I've given to you? All right, so this guy was found dead July 8th, 2015. Hey, at least he got to celebrate July 4th. Hopefully. Blunt force trauma injury to the head. Lawyers for his family say that from the torso down, he had no injuries with no car parts found at the scene. He also supposedly walked three miles in the dark without using his phone and left his wallet in his car. His mother says uh, he would not have left his wallet behind and he would have at least called his sister. All right, so the body's going to be exhumed for a private autopsy after raising $60,000 on um, GoFundMe or something. All right, so let's get to the point where they say Alex might take the rap. June 2021, uh, DailyMail.com revealed the police investigating the teen's suspicious death probed witnesses over any relationship the dead boy may have had with the heir to a powerful South Carolina legal dynasty. Since then, Netflix and HBO documentaries have alleged rumors have swirled in the small town that Buster and his late younger brother Paul were potentially involved with Smith's death. That's right. That's another headline 
uh, I'm not going to read the whole article, but about how these Netflix and HBO documentaries are getting renewed interest in this case. It's kind of like the jinx with that creepy old man, Robert, uh, Robert something or other. And uh, remember, he admitted it on a mic. He thought he's, he's so stupid, but he also so needed to get this out. He needed to admit to somebody that he sat there. And went, <laughs> I killed him. I killed them all, and they never got me. And then they got him, put him in jail. He's dead. He locked out. He died quickly. But sounds like another one of those cases. These Netflix documentaries, you know, they really, they can move the needle. They didn't free the Tiger King, but they can lock Bustard Murdoch. They're not good at getting people freed, but they are good at getting people locked up. On Monday, Buster released a statement denying the vicious rumors that he was involved in Smith's death. Yeah. That's Stephen Smith, by the way. Anonymous tips naming Paul and his brother Buster involved. Uh, but when investigators followed up with the person who called in, he said he was just repeating rumors. Investigative notes also show that officers quizzed one subject about whom they had received a tip-off. The tip-off, which came via anonymous email, stated that Dontario Aiken, which is my real name, Dontario, uh, Robert Durst, that's what his name was, on meth in the bathroom was the best. Yeah, God. Bobby! Um, okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I got messed up on Dontario Aiken. Dontario Aiken, along with another black male and a white male, Murdaugh, are the ones involved in the death. Interesting. So it was a moment of racial harmony gone bad. It could have been a great, great moment politically, but then they, they teamed up for a murder. All right. Okay, the tips. Are, I want to hear about how Alex might take the rap, which would be very kind of him. I mean, look, if Buster Murdaugh didn't do this, Alex Murdaugh's kind of ruined his life by killing his brother and his mom and, you know, losing the family fortune and the family name. The least he could do is uh, if Buster did kill this guy along with Dontario, um, he could take the rap for him because he's not getting out. He's got to know he's not getting out. Take the rap. All right. The case has been reopened. What could happen next? South Carolina Law Enforcement Division did not need to exhume Smith's body to convince them his death was a homicide. But they will be present and participate in any exhumation of his body to gather more evidence. Bland Richter, co-founder Eric Bland, said SLED, that's South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, is committed to combining efforts and resources as the state moves forward with exhuming Smith's body. We have a chance to right eight years of wrongs, and we intend to do just that, said Bland. Uh, Tuesday, uh, attorney Ronnie Richter told TMZ Live that there are a number of facts that clearly point to murder. That's Buster Big old redhead, unhappy looking guy. Okay, so Alex Murdaugh, there's the family before two of them were killed and one was locked away. 
Could Alex Murdoch become embroiled in the latest homicide investigation close to the family? Cops have not commented on whether they believe Alex was also involved in killing Smith or covering up his death. I would imagine that Buster might call his dad at least, or not even call. Hopefully he's smarter, too smart to call his dad. He would go see him in person and say, Dad, I killed someone. Can you help me? With all your legal knowledge? Um, yeah, they don't. They have not commented on whether they believe it, but if so, he could potentially take the rap for the killing. He's already serving life behind bars for murdering son Paul and wife Maggie. There he is. There's. Uh, is he a Nazi yet? Has he joined the Aryan nation? Okay. Um, Murdoch, I don't want to hear about the old case, but the boat case, we've already been through that. Okay. So I'm a little disappointed in this article because they made it sound like they had some great reason for him to take the rap and then you get to it and they're like, well, he could, he's already in there. It's, I could have thought of that, but he could because he's already in there and he should, you know what? Give Buster, I don't know. You know, this always happens to me when I'm just speaking extemporaneously. Do I really want to say give Buster Murdoch a chance if he did murder this gay man? No, I don't want to give Buster Murdoch a chance. But is there anything, is there any benefit to taking a negative and turning it into a positive? Maybe Buster Murdoch can go on and live some life of virtue, do good things. In the community, maybe he can go represent some of the people that Alex Murdoch screwed over or like do some kind of penance. I don't know. It's tough to say. But if I was Buster, I would be hoping that dad would just take the rap. What are the chances that Buster would get sent to the same prison? See, now that's an interesting wrinkle because if there's a chance Buster would get to sent to the same prison, well, maybe Alex says, look, I want to see my son. Be great. Son, you're coming to live with dad in lockup. All right. Well, uh, rest in peace to Stephen Smith. Hopefully they figure this out again. Not Stephen A. Smith from ESPN. Stephen Smith from South Carolina. Giselle, Giselle, Giselle. Giselle Boonchin, ex-wife of Tom Brady, greatest football player of all time, said that it wasn't just the football that drove them apart. In a wide-ranging Vanity Fair interview, it was the death of her dream. Uh, while she blasted the rumors that she gave the football pro an ultimatum, forcing him to choose their relationship over his sporting career. Uh, she said the speculation is very hurtful while insisting that she has only ever wanted all his dreams to come true. Well, that's not true. Come on. She did want him to stop playing. He wanted to keep going because he had something in the tank still and he could have won. She kept trying to stop. She's been trying to stop him for years. If he had listened to her, she would have cost him a few Super Bowls. Let's just be honest. She wanted him to quit years ago. So it's not true, but 
She says, uh, listen, I have always cheered for him and I would continue forever. If there's one person I want to be the happiest in the world, it's him. Believe me, I want him to achieve and to conquer. I want all his dreams to come true. That's what I want. Really, from the bottom of my heart, I swear. That's why I tried to make him quit four times and then divorced him in the middle of the season and basically tanked his last season and ruined it. Guy was probably emotionally exhausted from that divorce. Not that it's all fun at all living with tom brady i mean his schedule is very difficult i watched part of his documentary tom against time and he um he he like gets up very early he leaves he's gone all day he's always got his trainer rubbing his body in other parts of the house uh and the dietary restrictions are very tough to deal with my fiance was telling me about this like I sympathize with Giselle in that you you really want to live in a house like she she's been living 12 years without being able to eat a tomato. Cuz Tom had his uh nutritionist figure out what he can and can't eat cuz his whole thing is longevity. That's understandable. But like he banned all the food that he can't eat from the house. So it's like imagine going 12 years without being able to put a tomato in your salad. You're going to live the rest of your life like that? It's enough. And the discipline and the just, you know, the dietary restrictions, especially. I'm sure she has her own restrictions, but like he is to the extreme. She says, sometimes you grow together. Sometimes you grow apart. When I was 26 years old and he was 29 years old, we met. We wanted a family. We wanted things together. As time goes by, we realize we just wanted different things, and now we have a choice to make. doesn't mean you don't love the person. It just means that in order for you to be authentic and truly live the life that you want to live, you have to have somebody who can meet you in the middle, right? There's some truth to that. They met in their late 20s. They lived through a ma massively transformative period of their lives together, and they want different things now. She wants to go back to modeling. He wanted to keep playing football. I don't know why they couldn't make it work. They have all the money in the world to hire as much help as they need. They can take a classroom full of kids wherever they need to make their kids feel like they're still in school. You know, just Tom should just hire 20 kids and bring them along, you know, get them from central casting or whatever bring him along on the road and bring his, his son and his daughter and, and like, you know, have like mock school days while he's on the road. If it's about that, if it's about like being close to your kids and keeping some regularity in their life, you could make it happen. They got the money. Robert Kraft would have paid for that. Uh, she furiously shut down any suggestion that she's against football. She loved watching her former husband on the field. Um, they finalized their divorce. Now, where is the life that, uh, I mean, the line that she said, it's not just about the football. Cause that's the telling one. That's the one where you say, yeah, it is about having to live such a restrictive lifestyle with Tom. In fact, she even made an elusive comment on Tom's previous claims that she gave him a boot on the football field with some witchy rituals, including building altars for him, confirming that she did give him spiritual support in the form of homeopathic floral paths, an onyx protection stone, and a statue of Hindu deity 
Ganesha. Is she friends with Gwyneth Paltrow? She must be. She loves astrology, loves crystals, and believes in the power of nature. Well, that's fine. Honestly, it is. You know, can't say I haven't looked into that myself and uh, believe in any of that. That's okay. Just don't eat people like Gwyneth. All right. Uh, well, anyways, I can't find that specific line, but she said it wasn't just about the football, and I think that's what it is. So, again, she's lying if she says she didn't want him to stop playing. She did want him to stop playing. And as I've said before in many other videos, it's one thing if he's just an average football player. I'm talking about a guy who has built his life to last as long as possible on the field, and he's the greatest at it, and he's won more Super Bowls than anyone, and he has a chance to win more. You're going to deny not only him, but the rest of us that greatness? Just go take some pick, Get back to modeling. If that'll make you happy, get busy. I'm sure Tom could have agreed to that. It's not about the pasta. It is about the pasta. It's all of it. Oh, man. Okay. Takashi 69 We know Takashi. He was the rapper. He got arrested for RICO charges about five years ago. Ruined his career. He snitched on his entire crew, the Treyway crew in New York. And um, everyone thought he was going to have to go into hiding because he... Um, you know, he snitched on major criminals. And so he, he didn't go in hiding. He's just living his life. He travels around. He puts out music. But nobody cares anymore. Anyways, they, some guys finally beat him up in, um, in a LA fitness. Sorry, this is taking a second to load. This is a picture of him after the beating. They got him. They got his ass. Here's some of the video of it. So look, he was uh, okay. They rushed him to the hospital, but he was okay enough. You know, he saw he got up, he talked, he was, he he walked away. And why he was wearing the shortest short shorts in the world, I don't know. I really don't like that aspect of the video, seeing Takashi's legs exposed like that. But you know, what can you do? Um, I like Takashi. I interviewed him so many times when I was at TMZ. You know, it was always, I liked how he was willing to mix it up. He was willing to, you know, go at people and beef with people. He just took it too far. I remember one time specifically, he, there would, there'd been a shooting with his crew at the Madison Square Garden. And I got him in West Hollywood coming out of Chipotle. The guy loved Chipotle. And 
I go, hey, uh, so what happened with that shooting at Madison Square Garden? He goes, what shooting? There was no shooting. I'm like, no, the the shooting. Your crew was involved. He's like, no, 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 there wasn't no shooting. And it's like, okay, the shooting where they like found bullet holes and shell casings, and they got you guys on camera. That shooting. I loved his answer because I found out, you know what? That's a great move. Like, just keep saying no. There was no shooting. Just keep denying it. What's someone gonna do? Like, eventually, you just gotta like give up. And like, I had to, I had to give up. I had to move on to another question. It was great, but he always made me laugh. Um, bad idea snitching on everybody. Here's a picture of me with Takashi, by the way, and the and the whole Treyway crew. A lot of these guys were later sent to prison, but. Um, that's me all the way on the left holding my camera. I mean, I didn't hang out with him, but one time, actually, another camera guy got like basically kidnapped. He went to go interview him somewhere and Takashi was like, oh, you want to come with us? And they like put him in the back of the SUV and drove him all around town and stuff. It was hilarious. But uh, that's me with the guys. That little Filipino man is Johnny Dang. He does the uh, like the grills and a lot of the jewels for most of the big rappers. And this was, God, I don't know, a couple months before the Rico charges that got him all locked up. But uh, it was a different time then. It's fun stuff. That's me back in my TMZ days with the camera. Used to get hot in Beverly Hills. You know, you gotta you gotta just throw on some shorts and get pounded. Anyways. Back to 6ix9ine. They finally got him. And he's wearing those short shorts. He went to the hospital. You know, he's been... You can't say, though, he didn't bring it on himself. Because he still goes out and talks a lot of shit. And he's always just... Actually, he was at the World Baseball Championships. They were throwing beers at him in the stands. Like, eventually, this is going to happen. Honestly, he's lucky it was just a beating like that. Because he could have been victim of a shooting stabbing something although apparently the guys who he locked up i don't know if they don't have that kind of reach or just nobody cares it's kind of like the mob now like you can snitch on the mob and like no one's really going to come get you it might be one of those situations but uh i hope he's okay he is a funny guy his career never recovered but and he has to live the rest of his life with that giant six nine tattoo on his forehead like he has so many tattoos you can't get rid of those tattoos it's always gonna look weird you know kind of like pete davidson now pete davidson is just so covered up he's always gonna look like a burn victim even if he gets them all removed i don't know if they've arrested any of these guys i mean you know will he press charges i guess is the is one of the big questions because those guys it's kind of stupid like you're on camera assaulting a guy whether he's takashi six nine snitch nine or not you're still on camera beating a guy up uh, defenselessly kicking him in the ribs you know you could go down for that be careful What else do we have to talk about? Tom Cruise. Talk about Tom Cruise. Oh, Dylan Mulvaney. That's right. That's right. Okay. Dylan Mulvaney. Vaney Mulvaney. Do we all see that? All right. So we all know Dylan Mulvaney 
She's a big presence on social media. She's taken the country by storm. She's trans. Uh, I don't know if she's a trans activist or just a social media personality, whatever you want to call her. She's been to the White House. Biden sat there and stared at her and tried to figure out what the hell he was doing in that situation. And now Kamala Harris is congratulating her because she started a series called uh, Living as a Woman 365, I believe. And she finally passed 365 days of living as a woman. Let's quickly pull up a little bit of Dylan's Dylan's show. Um. Major lightning rod on social media. You can't leave that part out. A lot of people hate Dylan Mulvaney. On Twitter, lot of people, a lot, a lot, a lot of people do not like Dylan Mulvaney. They think she's part of the whole groomer, pedophile, trans conspiracy, etc. Um, here's a little bit of. Her show hey everyone today i'm going to show you how i use masking to make my videos look super super trippy morning happy monday trans people are under attack in case you missed that um, and it's becoming increasingly difficult to exist in trans joy but today is my first rehearsal for my day 365 show and I'm nervous but excited and I'm trying to conjure some of that joy up. And let's let's do it. Let's try to find the will, right? Okay. First it's day 366 of being a girl and yesterday was the best day of my life. I don't have words. My show went better than I could have ever imagined. I haven't processed anything. I sobbed during the show. I had my first slow dance on stage. I confronted my hate. Okay, so you know who it is. Still in Mulvaney. She dances around, she's a big big uh, thing um a video emerged of dylan on the price is right with drew carey from a few years back back when dylan was still identifying as a man and um you know let's just watch it let's watch a little bit of it first oh yeah and she got congratulated by kamala harris that's what i wanted to start with Kamala Harris congratulated her on uh, passing 366 days and also Drew Barrymore. She was was kneeling to Dylan not too long ago. Um, give me one second here. All right, that's Dylan dressed as a clown. There she is, as, uh, I don't know, at the White House. Drew Barrymore kneeling to her. I mean, listen, what, whatever side of the aisle you're on, however you feel about this, what the hell is Drew Barrymore doing? It's weird getting down and kneeling to anybody on your show in a non-joking way. Come on. Have some self-respect. We know Kamala's just going to be like, okay, what's that? Uh, her aides just come and be like, uh, Kamala, can you congratulate Dylan Mulvaney? We're going to send a tweet. Yeah, okay, whatever. Whatever's good. I need all the help I can get. I need all the popularity I can get. Here's Dylan Mulvaney on The Price is Right. Shocking video uncovered. I'm still in it. 
So you know two prices already, which is a great thing. Three ninety nine and five ninety nine. Which one do you want to keep? I'm gonna keep the five ninety nine. Keep five ninety nine. Something else up here is five dollars and ninety nine cents. You can tell me what it is. You get everything. I'm gonna say the soup. Soup, five ninety nine. It's pretty fancy. It is. Yes, you got it. Dylan's a winner. Dylan's a winner. Dylan, nice job, man. Look at that. Uh, we're gonna spin the wheel right after this. Don't go away, folks. Another 20 seconds of it. Okay, that's enough. Listen, take take all the political aspect, take the trans aspect of that. How that's just annoying. Come on. Anybody winning and going that hard, being that much of a ham, it's just annoying. Whoever you are. Now, people are like, oh, see, Dylan is just putting on a character and she's a, she's acting the same way when she was a man as she is now. And you know what? I don't know if that's true, but I will say this. I congratulate Dylan Mulvaney on a great career pivot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Based on this video, anybody who's going to go on The Price is Right and then act this way, clearly loves attention, and is seeking fame. You're not going on that show and giving that performance if you're not hoping to go viral. I'm just, So, you know, smart. I give it up to Dylan Mulvaney in that, um, as someone who's tried to make a career in the entertainment business, I got to applaud the shrewdness and just, like, going for it. She 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 felt like she wanted to live as a woman. Great. And also great publicity opportunity. Dylan saw which way, which direction society was heading in and rode that wave right into the Oval Office to sit with President Biden and now be congratulated by Kamala Harris. I mean, probably making a pretty penny off of endorsements. Cashing in. You know, it's increasingly hard to differentiate yourself in this business. And Dylan pulled it off. It was a very smart move to publicize this. She didn't just quietly become a woman and live that way. She turned it into a whole series. Bravo. <laughs> Drew Carey, by the way, you can see that. I've interviewed him many times at Swingers in West Hollywood, by the way. He's, he's always come off as like a nice, regular guy. You can see in that video, he's sitting there watching like, what the fuck? The show is good enough without all the histrionics. We don't need you celebrating like this. Stop overacting. You know, as a comedian, Drew Carey probably found Dylan's performance hacky. And it was. I'm here to critique this performance. I mean, come on. Nice job, man. Look at that. Uh, we're going to spin the wheel right after this. Don't go away, folks. Just, I mean, the, the video is a little grainy, but Drew's just like got like a face like, oh, Jesus, man. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. Um, yeah, 
it's uh it's an it's annoying it's a little weird it is clearly someone who's trying to be famous again there are plenty of trans people who live their lives just normal fine this is someone who wants the fame wants to be an influencer again very shrewd took their personal experience and turned it into a career but you, you can't deny that. So, yeah, when people online like uh, Ollie London, another person I've interviewed, Ollie London, by the way, you might remember him from wanting to be Korean. And he was going to get like penis removal surgery to look like his favorite K-pop star. And then I think he decided against it. But uh, Ollie here says... Dylan Mulvaney had the same over-the-top act when he was a man. Yes. He tried for, hard for many years to make it. He only made it onto The Price is Right. So then he then decided to become a girl, and suddenly his career exploded. Now he's on every TV show. It's all an act. I mean, after watching this video, can you disagree with that statement? It is all an act. Doesn't mean, like, you know, you got to hate Dylan Mulvaney or threaten her life or whatever, but it's just like, come on, it's clear. You don't get that famous without having like Drew Barrymore kneeling to you and Kamala Harris congratulating you. Like it's come on. It's a career. It's a career move. That's all. Let's just be honest. That's the problem. Everyone has is like, no one is coming out and be like, Someone like Dylan Mulvaney would do a lot more if it wasn't, would do a lot more for their cause if they really have a cause by being straight up. Like, yeah, listen, I'm, this is my career. This is how I'm differentiating myself. You know, this is why I'm changing my identity and I'm becoming something else to, to uh, not just, uh, you know, I don't want to be accused of anything. Uh, not just, for a career but look it's beneficial to my career so yeah I, people would respond so much better the public would respond so much better all right last thing tom cruise tom cruise is out of his daughter's life apparently it's kind of a weird story to cover because uh you know even tom cruise as big of a star as he is he's entitled to a personal life and personal problems and we all have them but it is a little strange how we all just kind of ignore choose to ignore the uh peculiarities in dr cruise's life you know we love him for top gun he gives great performances and we all say okay well you know who cares that he allegedly has slaves working on 10 billion year contracts at his house in Florida or that he allegedly I want to be very clear, allegedly according to an us weekly article, which by the way, he later sued us weekly for $50 billion. So I want to be clear. This is not what I think, but that he allegedly exited his daughter's life because uh you know katie holmes divorced him and they're now suppressive people it's a little strange we have just let that go i don't even know where i'm going with this i think the only reason i wanted to talk about this 
before I wrap things up is because I wanted to bring back this classic video of Tom Cruise. This is just the funniest thing. When uh, he initially got discovered for being a weirdo. After War of the Worlds came out. And then they found all these weird Scientology videos. So let's just watch this classic Tom Cruise video one more time. <laughs> and uh, I went, you know, she, they said, so like, have you met an SP? <laughs> and I looked at them, you know, and I thought, oh, what a beautiful thing, because maybe one day it'll be like that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe one day it will be that. Wow, SPs, like, they'll just read about those in the history books, you know? <laughs> the thing is, I just go through that tech and it's area. <laughs> it's like, man, you're either in or you're out. <laughs> that's how I really, that's how I feel. <laughs> There's nothing part of the way for me. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Suri, you don't understand. You're you're an SP. You're a suppressive person. I can't be around you. It's very weird. All right. Last thing. I this is a personal complaint because probably the rest of you don't ever see this, but living here in California in LA specifically, whenever I'm watching Laker games, they have the most annoying commercial in the world playing every game. If you feel sick, test to know if it's COVID. Medication is key to slow the virus in your body. Recover smoother. You may test negative sooner. California, you know you need it. Test it, treat it, you can beat it. Yeah. Visit youcanbeatit.org or call 833-422. Isn't that the most annoying commercial you've ever effing seen in your life? Holy Christ. So much is wrong with it. First of all, the tone of the voice, the song, and then the subject matter. Like, I don't watch a lot of network TV anymore. I watch the Lakers, and then, like, sometimes I'll turn on the news, and that's it. I don't watch any shows on NBC or ABC or CBS or any of that. You know, like the rest of you, we're cord cutters. We got streaming services. We got podcasts. We have the Dante Greco show. You got so many great options. But when I do turn in, tune in, it's like a different reality. Like you can beat it.org. This is like the type of stuff that we would see for AIDS commercials or, you know, smoking. Like they're living in a world where it's still like, do you think we're still, this goes back to what I said earlier about Gwyneth and how she's proud to have long COVID. They, they still think we're in like the pandemic. Test it. Keep getting tested. Like, for what? Blow your nose. Stay home. If you feel sick, stay home. Test that. 425. Smoother. You may test negative sooner. California, you know you need it. Test it, treat it. You can beat yeah. it. It's a party. What treatment? What are you talking about? Just, just go to sleep. Take a nap. There's no treatment. They don't have a treatment yet, as far as I know. Right? I, and it's not like it's they so want to keep it going. 
It's really weird. I have long COVID. That's why I eat bone broth. <sighs> I don't know. I, I just hate this commercial so much, and I have to hear it. <laughs> it's a different world. When you tune into network television, it's a different world than the rest of us are living in. It's highly disturbing. Anyways, with that, we're going to wrap things up. I'll be back on Friday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Still trying to hammer out the time. Eight months into this podcast, I'm still trying to figure out the exact time of day that I should be doing it. But you know what? We're working on it. Uh, we're going to test it. We're going to treat it. We're going to beat it. Okay? Thank you all for joining me. I'm Dante Greco. And as always... Have a good life. We will see you soon. Much love. Thank you. Love. All right, Dante. So once again, thank you to my brother. Tell him your name again. Dante Greco. Two words. Made in America. <laughs> Dante, you're doing great. That's good. I I want you to leave my good friend Ringo alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my pal, Hal. Have a good day.